0: Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Ephesians 1, 15 through 23. What do you see when you look at your life? Or what do you see when you look out at the world around you? Or what do you see sometimes even when you look at your own ministry efforts? Well, we have already seen in our journey through the New Testament in 2 Corinthians, we walk by faith and not by sight. The things that we can see with our eyes, the scripture says, are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. As we continue on in Ephesians chapter 1, an immensely encouraging chapter, we see Paul basically making a prayer about what we can see. And he really prays not just for our physical eyes and what we see in this world, but he prays for the church at Ephesus that their eyes, the eyes of their heart would be opened and that's beneficial for us and i think something we should pray for for ourselves that the eyes of our heart would be opened uh, and Obviously, our heart doesn't have physical eyes. Our heart can't see anything literally, but what that's getting at is that our hearts would be able to see and look beyond just what what is seen and transient in this world to the things that are eternal. And I hope that encourages you today in your life as you think about the world, as you uh, continue to seek to serve the Lord. I hope you are encouraged by what we see here in Ephesians 1, starting in verse 15, which begins with these words, for this reason. Now that's clearly linking it to that massive, amazing run-on sentence we looked at yesterday, that as a believer, you have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places because you are in Christ. And so because you have all these riches and blessings in Christ, Paul is saying to the Ephesians, I am giving thanks for you all. Remembering you in my prayers, and then he gets on to what his prayer request is in verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom. And of revelation in the knowledge of Him, so He's praying that they would have a spirit of wisdom and revelation that they would be able to to see what is revealed. And then another phrase to describe this in verse eighteen: having the eyes of your hearts enlightened. Now, that's where we may say, what does it mean to have the spirit of wisdom? What does it mean to have a revelation in the knowledge of him? What does it mean to have the eyes of our hearts enlightened? Well, now he gets a little more specific and concrete in the language that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of of his glorious inheritance in the saints and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe so there he's saying you want to have the spirit of wisdom you want your the eyes of your heart to see well this is what i want you to know what is the hope to what to which you have been called what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and what Is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe. And a lot of these concepts are linked to what we read about yesterday. And today's such a small, portion, only nine verses in our New Testament reading, maybe you have time to go back and reread the first part of Ephesians again. After all, verses three to 14 is only one sentence. And how worth it to your soul would that be? How encouraging would that be to take your eyes past what you can see to the reality of your inheritance and your hope, I mean, let's just think about your hope as a Christian. I think of what we'll get to in 1 Peter 1, that he has saved us to a living hope. We have an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. It is reserved in heaven for you. That's what the eyes of your heart need to be reminded of today. And also he speaks of the the riches of his glorious inheritance. Again, this is perhaps most what what you can say is elaborated on in that glorious sentence from verse 3 through verse 14. That you have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. You need to be reminded of that. The eyes of your heart need to see that today. And then the eyes of your heart need to see the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe. And he elaborates on that by going on to say that if you are in Christ, you have the same power at work in you that God used to raise Christ from the dead. That is the power that is at work in you. And that's what the eyes of your heart need to see because your physical eyes might be seeing a lot of different things today. Your physical eyes may uh, just when you think about your own life, you may think I wish I wish it was more. I wish I was seeing more spiritual growth in my life or you think about your own efforts in ministry. And you're like, oh man, am I going to really accomplish anything? I don't know if I can really even do anything. If I'm going to really make a difference, you can get discouraged by that. You can get discouraged by things in ministry that don't go well, or people that don't respond to the gospel or people that don't respond to discipleship. And then of course you can look out at the world and there's an endless supply of discouraging things happening in our world. Just go to any news source. And just look, the news generally is not good. And so the eyes of your heart need to look past all that. And remember, I have hope that no one can take away from me. I have an inheritance that is beyond what I can even comprehend or imagine. And while my efforts may Seem and may be feeble, there is a power working through me that is the same power that raised Christ from the dead. And where is Christ now? Since he was raised from the dead, well, raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. That's another thing the eyes of your heart need to see. Because if you look at the human rulers in this world, whenever you look at politics, it seems that it's perpetually, something of a dumpster fire. And unfortunately, even many times when you look at those who are leaders within the visible church, it can be discouraging. But the eyes of your heart need to be reminded that Christ is reigning. All things are under his feet and he is the head of the church. I hope Ephesians 1 encourages you Ephesians 1 has been immensely encouraging to me, just even reading through this chapter these last couple days. Because life can be difficult. Uh, Life as a Christian can be difficult. Life in a fallen world can be difficult. Life trying to minister and serve the body of Christ and advance the cause of the gospel can be difficult. And if you look at any of those realities, you can get discouraged quite easily. But if the eyes of your heart are opened and you're looking past the temporal transient things of the world to remember your hope, to remember your inheritance, to remember that when I am weak, then I am strong because the power of Christ is working through me and the grace of Christ is working through me. And no matter how discouraging it may look in this world, Jesus is reigning. These things can and should encourage our hearts. So I hope Ephesians 1 puts some fuel in your tank to keep going. Keep going. Keep seeking to to follow Christ. Keep seeking to serve Christ. Keep looking beyond the things of this world. And I hope you have that spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him as you reflect on these truths that we have seen in Ephesians 1.